So the text we'll be talking about this morning, if you wanted to open your Bibles or get one on the, on the back table, is uh, out of 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10 is where we'll go. So why don't I uh, pray, and then we'll read the text and get started. Gracious Father, we thank you that uh, we can't help but acknowledge just the spectacularly beautiful day that you have made and that you have called your people here together to meet with you. I thank you for the miracle that on such a spectacularly beautiful day that uh, by the work of your spirit, you have uh, brought these faithful brothers and sisters together. Please, as we open your word, O Holy Spirit, uh, open our ears and our hearts to hear from you, that we might know you, God, better, that we might love you more. In Christ's name, amen. Uh, Just before I get started, so we decided, I think, Friday morning over coffee that Eric was not capable of probably finishing his sermon for Sunday, so... We'll get to, he'll continue basically um, in John by way of Romans uh, next week. So we're going to continue in the Gospel of John next week, but uh, a detour through Romans. Uh, For those of you that, some of you know me better than others because we just have uh, spent more time together and things like that. So part of what you're going to hear here is really, um, this is Joe preaching to himself, um, this is a common theme that I preach to myself on a regular basis. So um, I'll apologize in advance if this is a message that you may not as easily receive as I do because I need to hear this on a regular basis. So I'll, I'll apologize in advance for that. So First John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all our sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So, um, obvious things to those of us who... uh, come on a beautiful Sunday morning to worship God. Sin is a very big deal. Um, So for those of us who confess faith in Christ um, and have been given that very word of God um, in which we see the world and see God, uh, the beauty of God's law, as he so wonderfully summarized for us in the Ten Commandments, um, gives those of us who are previously blind an idea of how right living ought to look gives us eyes to see the truth. Um, And it doesn't take much on our part to see that that's right. Uh, 
we're probably all addicted to our devices in one way, shape, or form. And through the media-saturated environment in which we live, we get regular streams of uh, a clear indication of how absolutely depraved the human race is. Whether you get it in your Facebook feed, whether you get it in your, um, on the Drudge Report, which is a wonderful kind of news aggregator that some old farts use um, on a regular basis, uh, cable news or local news, you just turn on the radio and listen to the news, the ongoing uh, problems of the human race, our regular violation of God's Ten Commandments is on display for us on a regular basis. And then much closer to home, I'm guessing most of you who've spent any time living with um, people in your lives on a regular basis are probably pretty good at identifying the ongoing sin patterns in the people that you live with, right? You can probably do a pretty good job of describing those to them um, explicitly or implicitly in terms of how you do with that. Um, But as our our passage from John says, um, God is light, there is no darkness in him. All is revealed in him. There is nothing hidden in his light. So it's easy for us then as followers of Christ to see sin and darkness. Uh, If we walk with him who is light, we're walking in the light because he is light. We're not walking with others um, who are not in his light. But by walking in his light, we have fellowship with him, more than fellowship, Um, As it describes in the text, his very blood cleanses us from our sins and darkness. So this walking in the light with Jesus thing is not, or with God thing, is not just a simple spiritual walking of this idea of, it's like now that I've got Jesus or God's word as a spiritual flashlight, I can cast light on the darkness and see it. Um, Wherever we go now, we can see with eyes that see what's light and see what's dark, and I can use it to find my way. It's more fundamental than that. It really is. It's relational. It's Jesus is with us. It's Jesus who is light. I I, I can't help but just the image in given to us in Revelation of um, the new heaven and the new earth. There's no more. There's no more night because Jesus will light everything. Being in Christ's presence means there will be no darkness anymore. That's a beautiful image. A crazy image, but a beautiful image in terms of he truly is light. And there is, there is light because it is Jesus. We're walking in the very light of God with the very light of God. We're walking with Jesus. We're walking in Jesus. Not some simple external spiritual light, some spiritual force, but a real person, Jesus. So again, it's more relational because walking with Jesus means walking with other Jesus followers. I'm not, it's just not me and Jesus, it's me and Jesus and all the rest of you. And I mean that, all the rest of you. Um, so we're walking with those who are in the light of Jesus as well. It's with him and with one another. So as we are given this wonderful image of us together, walking in the light of Jesus, being cleansed of our sins by his very blood. And again, sin is a very big deal. It required that God send his only son to die on a cross for us. That's how big a deal it was for God to have to deal with us. He knew, he who knew no sin became sin for us, that all of us, men and women, might become sons of God. Walking with those who share his light and his blood, we can see the light 
And by contrast, we can easily see the darkness. We can see sin. So now that we're all walking together in the light and we can therefore easily see darkness and sin, we can now go about pointing out sin and darkness in the world around us, right? No. That's unfortunately not what the text says. The next verse is not, if we do not see sin in the world, then we don't have the truth in us. It's no. If we say we have no sin in us, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Our first response to walking in fellowship with Christ in his light should be the recognition of our own sin. If we don't see our own sin first, then the truth is not in us. That's not natural for us. We operate daily in an elaborate system of denial. Denial of the truth of our sin. So here's a quote from uh, a Paul Tripp devotional uh, on this passage. Denying remaining sin is the height of self-deception. You and I lay down so much daily empirical evidence of our struggle with sin that it takes a deep commitment to denial for us to convince ourselves that we are, in fact, okay. Every time we excuse, minimize, rationalize, or point the finger of blame, we are participating in the system of denial. That's a really nice list of all the tools I use to walk around in the dark so that I don't stub my toe or bash my shin or do something worse as I'm wandering around in the dark. I excuse. I'm tired. I'm hungry. It was a tough day at work. I had this problem. The kids were crazy. I, or I minimize. Well, everybody does it. It's not really as bad as all that. It could have been worse if I'd only... Or we rationalize. Any statement that has yes, but in it, everything after but is a rationalization. I point the finger of blame, and it started in the garden. It's that woman you gave me. John in his gospel describes it another way. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. If denial is so natural for us, what do we need? Do we need to try harder? Uh, John recorded Jesus' statements about the coming helper, the Holy Spirit, to his disciples. This is in, uh, uh, in the Gospel of John. So this is Jesus talking to his disciples. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So, if you're going to now beat yourself up for not being as good at confessing your sin and seeing your sin first, God in his word points to that third person of the Trinity whose mission Jesus sent the helper to convict us of sin. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. We rely on this beautiful work of the Holy Spirit to convict us of sin and point us to the beauty and the righteousness of Christ. Seeing our own sin is not a natural act. Seeing your own sin is not a natural act. It's a supernatural one from the work of our helper, 
God's own spirit. Conviction of sin is the wonderful assurance of the ongoing work of God's Holy Spirit in your hearts. In our Reformed tradition, I think there's a, an unfair characterization, but it's fair in the, as far as it goes, that our Trinity is Father, Son, and Holy Bible, to the ignoring the work of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, this is the beautiful work of the Holy Spirit to convict us of our sins. Only by showing Christ who he is and how beautiful he is and the truth of how I am, that is a beautiful work of the Holy Spirit. I don't see myself as bad or a sinner or as all the failings that I have because I have no judge of that. I have no ruler. The ruler, the standard is Jesus. So if in any way, shape, or form I see how I don't match up, I have to be given an image of Christ. And that's beautiful. I'm given an image of Jesus in that. That's a beautiful ongoing assurance that you are one of God's chosen, that he on a regular basis shows you your sins. So brothers and sisters, fellow walkers in the light of Christ, see first your own sin. See in his light the darkness still in us. Don't be deceived. Confess your sins to him. Why? Well, not because you now feel bad enough about it or out of fear that maybe the truth is not in you or maybe I'm not walking in the light. No. Confess your sins because he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It says right there in the text, do it because he is faithful and just. Jesus is faithful. He forgives sin every time, every time. And Jesus is just. He took the punishment for your sin already, folks. Is he going to punish you again for it? Would that be a just thing to do? No. He is just. He took the punishment for our sin. He will never make you pay for it again. That would be injustice. Jesus will wash you in his own blood. He will make you clean from all unrighteousness. All. So confess your sins because Jesus is beautiful. Jesus is worthy. And Jesus is our only hope. And oh, by the way, John kind of tweaks us a little further at the end in the last verse here. So in case we forget, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So go to him. Amen.